happy holidays to you, ladies and gentlemen, from another new edition of the Sunday Card. And guess what? It's a double helping of holiday feasts this year, as we are doing not one, but two shows. I think this is the first time that we've ever done two shows in one week. We've been doing this for, what, three, four years now? And now we're doing two shows in one week with a Thanksgiving special Turkey Day special where we will pick all three NFL contests on Thanksgiving Day. And by the way, one of which I will be in attendance for, but we will get to that later. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone. Fellas, it's good to be back. Week 11 was, again, full of surprises. We were winners. We will do the recap on our regular show this week. We will have this show, and then coming up Friday, we will have the regular five-pick show for you, and we'll do the recap there. But a winning week nonetheless, Matthew. I cannot believe we are already at Thanksgiving, and we get to watch the Lions and Cowboys again. Lions and Cowboys and no Bears this year, but, you know, the typical Turkey Day triple header, which you look forward to. You eat you eat during the Detroit game. You have pie and some coffee during the Cowboy game, maybe to sneak a nap in around halftime. Uh, and then you're really battling the eyeballs uh, at the night game. Obviously, again, maybe not for you with the Patriots in it, but, oh, boy, I, that one has – we're going to get to it, but that has – very low scoring, very sleepy vibes for me. Not making it very much past <laughs> halftime half in that game. I don't know. <laughs> a little too much set in the coffee there. <laughs> I think I think maybe, yeah. Oh, Lord. Lewis, what's the Thanksgiving menu looking like, uh, Mr. Paracon? You know, it's funny you say that. My mother just sent me a five-course meal that we got going on. A little auntie <laughs> pass followed by the lasagna. You got the obvious oh, turkey. Man. I've been pushing for ham. I'm a big ham guy. I feel like I'm the only one in the family. Uh, and then dessert, of course, after that. So uh, I think it's going to be about four four courses. It's it's a bit much, but in the wow. Italian household, it makes sense. So No, it, it only makes sense. I mean, we got the Feast of the Seven Fishers coming up very, very soon in a month. This only makes sense. By the way, you'll get the reminders the one time a year that you'll hear about the word tryptophan. It'll be this week. Um, it's going to be fantastic. So try to stay awake, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a, a wild ride. Let's get to the first game then, shall we? Let's just get right into picks. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We're all business this holiday season. First game up, we get a team that could need a win. They really could need a win. They got a win last week against Cleveland, but they got to keep pace in the division. We're talking about those Buffalo Bills. They are heading into Detroit. Well, heading in or staying there, I guess uh, one or the other. I did hear, Matt, that the Bills actually went back to Buffalo after the game and will be traveling to Detroit. So, Interestingly enough, and Detroit has a short ride back from MetLife in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Detroit and Buffalo, the line is nine and a half. Matt, what say you? Also, we are letting over-unders be into play here. The over-under is 54 and a half high scoring. Talk to me about this one. What do you think? This would just tricky, like you said. I mean, obviously the Lions are, are rolling hot now. Lions three in a row versus the Bills, who are just getting their feet under them last week uh, after dropping two in a row, uh, one to Lewis Jets. But just wanted to get a couple of things as far as the Lions historically here uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Not, not very good. Not not very good at all. <laughs> Lions are 3-18 and 18 straight up, 7-14 and 14 against the spread as home dogs on Thanksgiving in the wild card era, which is since 1990. Uh, home underdogs in general are 2-26 and 26 straight up against the spread since 2000. Uh, and it is 15 consecutive games 
the Lions have lost straight up as an underdog on Thanksgiving, which I, the only reason this stat doesn't read, you know, last 15 straight games, I imagine there's maybe one in there that they were a favorite, uh, maybe one or two that they snuck in as a favorite at home. But I would appreciate it's just about 15 out of maybe 17 or 18 of the past years that the Lions have, have lost at home on Thanksgiving Day. Interestingly enough, the Lions, as we always, I, I still will never understand why we continue to put them on there, but they volunteer. So that's what we get. Yeah, this game is interesting to me. I look at this and I, I really say, you know, okay, there's a freight train coming. It's Buffalo going up against the Lions team. That has been really, really bad for most of the year. But do you give any stock into the Lions now catching a little fire? The Bills getting a little heat. Is that making you feel like, okay, Bills are hitting a rough patch. Is this the game they kind of come out of it? And you look at that and say nine and a half, that's a lot of points. Yeah, I would like to – it concerns me a little bit, obviously, Josh Allen with his 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 UCL or whatever his arm shoulder problem is. He didn't really throw the ball a ton last week. Uh, you know, it was just around 200 yards. I think it was only like 215 yards, uh, 27 attempts. And that's because they were kind of able to, you know, beat the Browns on the ground and they ran the ball a lot. So I would like to think, you know, it, that worries me as far as them being able to cover nine and a half. Like, if Josh Allen full – healthy rocket arm against this pass defense. I know they've been playing pretty good the past few weeks, but no doubt I think that he would tear him to shreds as far as with, with Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs playing in this dome, playing fast, playing here last week. You know what right. I mean? So it concerns me that his his arm problems, but he still played last week. He still had he still did have 27 attempts. So not like it was falling off of him. I do kind of think that they could blow the doors off them here and cover this nine and a half because again, like you said, it's a freight train coming towards Detroit who's who's been Two road wins in a row. First, Dan Campbell got his first road win two weeks ago. You know, obviously they're back at home in this one, but a, a three in a row stretch for the Lions just feels like it's time to maybe again get off of get off four. of the train tracks because something's coming your way. They'd get four in a row if they win this game. If they win this game, yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be unbelievable. I don't think they win it, but I am going to walk in front of this freight train for my pick. Mm. I am going to take the Lions. I mean, let's be honest. Their defense has been better the last couple weeks. Can we be honest about that? The last three weeks, they're second in defensive passer rating. That's shocking. They're seventh in opponents' points per play. That's not too bad. And in the fourth quarter, they've been particularly good. And Buffalo has been particularly bad in the fourth quarter of their games. Detroit is tied for sixth in fourth quarter points per game in the last three weeks. They're also, I'm sorry, sixth overall, second the last three weeks of the season. And Buffalo is 30th in that category in opponents' points per game, so their defense has been allowing a lot of points in the fourth quarter of games. Detroit's been terrible on turkey day, as you said, but they do have some trends that are pointing towards them. Home dogs have a touchdown or more this year are 6-0 and to the spread. Interesting. Favorites of a touchdown or more are 12-23-1 this year against the spread. And... Teams that won by double digits the week before Thanksgiving since 2005, 18 and 9 against the spread, something that the Lions just did against the Giants. Bottom line, nine and a half, just too many points right now for a Buffalo team that's still banged up on defense, still missing some guys. They are getting healthier, and they've been doing nothing but traveling. The weird schedule, I think, throws me because I'm like, why would they go back to Buffalo and not just stay in Detroit, go back to Buffalo and then back to Detroit, spend time with family, this and that. Detroit's used to this game every year, and I know they don't usually play well in it, but I think Buffalo's in a little bit of a weird spot. I do think they win the game, but nine and a half is too many points. I'm taking Detroit. Yeah, 
I also am afraid of uh, Buffalo covering the number. Like I said, I just don't think that they're going to be willing to, to pass it as much with Josh Allen. I think that they can probably get it done with a run game. And that's why I'm going to take the under in this game because, again, I, I just – as far as last week, the the total was – you know, it was all over the place with everybody trying to get the under. With the snow game, thinking it was going to be six feet of snow, it popped up to end up being like, what, 49 and a half. I think it closed that. And, and that total did go under or it just barely went over. Uh, if, uh, what, Trying to remember how it ended last week. Over under was 50 and a half and it went to 54. So, okay. And I, I, I don't know. I just think that Bill's unders ha- on the road this year have been very good. They're five and oh, uh, on the road, uh, with their, their unders hitting. Uh, so I think I'm going to take the under 54 and a half on this one. I think that golf still does struggle against very good defenses. And I know that they are banged up, but, uh, the Bills are a better top 10 defense when, when fully healthy Poyer being back is, is big for them. And I, I think that it's been enough weeks now that some of these guys that have had to start should have enough experience. I think they can get it done against this Lions team that I still is just, they can, they can beat up on the bad teams and score a ton of points, but I don't think they move the ball very well against good defenses. They've been running the football. They've yeah. been running the football. And not, Jamal not Williams. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Jamal Williams leading the league in touchdowns rushing. It's like ridiculous to me. <laughs> So that big meatball still going strong, man. Uh, I like the Lions here. I do. I do I have no faith in them to win this game at all, but I do like them. And I do like a prop in this game. Uh, Gabe Davis, anytime touchdown is plus 115. Ooh. I, I know, I, again, it's like I'm kind of contradicting with Josh Allen with the arm. That's maybe a, a play against if he does have his arm going. I think that there's no way he could just, he, no doubt Gabe Davis catches a bomb uh, over the top of the Lions defense on, on this one. Uh, so plus 115, that guy's like a walking touchdown. I love that. I love that. Did did snipe the one catch I think that Diggs had for a touchdown last week with his anytime touchdown. So Lions, if they're gonna shut down Diggs or try to shut down Diggs, it's gonna be all Gabe Davis. Game number two, Giants, Dallas. This is a monster of a game right here because the Giants are struggling. There's no question. They've now lost two in a row. One to Seattle. I'm sorry, they beat the Texans. So they've lost two out of three. Uh, Lost to Seattle, the bye, beat the Texans, and then last week at home losing to the Lions. We know that Daniel Jones is better on the road, but is Dallas now for real? Is Dallas back in a Super Bowl contender's position? This could be the game and could look towards, you know, the future Dallas-Philly matchup down in Big D is coming up very soon. Giants going on a string of divisional games. This is a very big line at nine and a half points on this line, though. Dallas is favored by and 45 and a half is the over under. Could be an interesting one. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, when they met earlier this year, Dallas beat them by eight. It was 24 to 16 uh, final of that game. So and I think Dallas's defense was also a little bit healthier at that time. I know I got to obviously beat the brakes off the Vikings last week. Shout to us. We'll get to the recap. The Vikings just absolute paper tiger this year. So, mm. but again, that was a big premier game and we love to fade somebody coming off of a big win there. So it does make me want to lean a little bit towards the giants, especially after they just dropped an ugly one at home uh, to the lions. I like them in kind of a bounce back effort. And again, just nine and a half here. I talk about uh, lions being bad at home. Dallas also not great at uh, on Thanksgiving day. Uh, they are one in 10 against the spread in their last 11 Thanksgiving games. The Cowboys are, are, are favorites on Thanksgiving. Cowboys are five and eight against the spread as favorites. Everybody else is 28 and eight. All other favorites are 28 and eight against the spread on Thanksgiving day. Uh, just not been a good spot for the Dallas. I, so I think almost 10 points in a divisional game, Dallas being bad on, on short weeks and, and Thanksgiving, Dak one and four against the spread on Thanksgiving. I got to lean heavy towards the giants here. 
Mm. I, I, I do have to lean heavy towards the Giants here. And one more thing I want to add is that I don't know if you've been able, if you check the injury report, Dan, but Demarcus Lawrence uh, still out with the foot as of right now in practice. He also popped up with uh, an illness designation on his on his report, and that is five players that have popped up on the Cowboys uh, injury report as of today, Tuesday, with a, an illness. Uh, Terrell Basham, uh, Dante Fowler, both on their defensive line, Jonathan Hankins on their defensive line, and the cornerback Kevin uh, Kelvin Joseph all with an illness designation on a Tuesday coming up for a Thursday game. That doesn't sound very good to me. I mean, if it's spreading, especially to the defensive locker room, uh, got to keep up with Saquon. Maybe the lungs aren't there on a short week in thanks on Thanksgiving day at home. I, I just got to lean towards the giants as a divisional dog. Well, they're going to have to get those vitamin C packs in, aren't they? Because that's going to be a major issue. But Matt, here's my problem. The Giants' line is all over the injury report, too. Andrew Thomas is questionable. Shane Lemieux is questionable. Evan Neal is questionable to all play in this game. Wondell Robinson is out for the year. Huge blow for their wide receiving core. Uh, they have no wide receiving core anymore. They have anymore. no I mean, wide receiver core anymore. Kenny Galladay is getting snaps again. That's how bad it is. Congratulations. Thank God he's able to walk. I mean, uh, Adoree Jackson, their corner, out, gone. Probably Foster Moreau. Probably uh, Fabian Moreau. Probably another corner, out. There is a lot of injuries in this game. We it might be the face All of no names here going up for this Cowboys Giants game. And normally I hate these big favorites, but these two teams are just ships in the night. They're going different. I'm taking Dallas at minus That's nine and a half crazy. under the ten. I'm going to do it because Dallas's offense is steaming, steaming since Dak got back. I don't care about the defense. Defense is playing well since Dak got back. This is the last three weeks of the season, right here. They are six in yards per attempt. They are fifth in passer rating. They are first in sacks allowed. Their, their O-line has been sick. Sixth in yards per carry. Third in rush yards per game. First and third down O. Fourth in red zone offense. Third in yards per play. Second in points per play. And second in points per game. And that's just in the last three weeks. They're on freaking fire. And the Giants are just not. I mean, you look at, like, the Giants have been a great rush, de- rush team the whole year. Like, Saquon's had his. The, the Lions just held them to 22 yards rushing in this last game. I mean, what is going on? And with those offensive line issues, this could be a major problem. Giants are also 0-4 in their last four against the spread against their division. Dallas is 4-0 against the spread in their last four home games. Dallas is 9-1 straight up, 7-3 against the spread as a touchdown favorite or more on Thanksgiving. And they're 10-1 straight up and 9-2 against the spread in their last 11 games against the Giants. So, I mean, this is just this team just owns the Giants. They have me believing this holiday season. I'm starting to believe the playoffs is a different thing, but the regular season, I'm all in on Dallas. I think this is a blowout. Well, I guess we're going head to head on this one, then we're going right at each other, ships in the night, like you say. (laughs) Um, All all credit, though, obviously, to that one, uh, to the Wonder Kid, uh, Kellen Moore, one of your favorite offseas in the league. So uh, I'm I'm happy to see you finally give Kellen Moore the kudos that, that he very much deserves. Now, now I have to give Kellen Moore credit. Yeah. I have to give other quarterbacks credit that, that mm. are now in my MVP. It's like all the things that you've ever wanted. This is your red meat week, Matt. This is your red meat week for me. This is it. Again, I, I, we talk about not having turkey. I want to go for prime rib on Thanksgiving. Let's <laughs> make prime rib at Thanksgiving. That's the same thing. It's a roast. You do it in the oven. Way better. No basting on that, baby. I love it. Uh, can we also acknowledge that like Cooper Rush beat them earlier in the year? And, and now Dak Prescott is here and, and lighting the world on fire. I mean, 
don't, let's not let's not just automatically say, oh shoot, the Giants lost and the Cowboys won, so now we're fading them and 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 we're riding the team that lost. Like sometimes teams are going south and sometimes teams are going north. That's only my point. And we love stars, right? We're stars, so. Worked last week. I, I cannot believe you're taking Dallas at home on Gross. Thanksgiving. That Gross. is just like you just never. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, it, that's as exactly a ten my point, point favorite. That's exactly right. my point. I love well, it. let's get to the next one. <laughs> you want to get here? You want to go here? I I don't know if you do, Matt, because look, the Patriots. First off, head hit the ceiling on that punt return that was unbelievable i am still it was the most excited i have been looster domus called it again here i mean he knew like the jets do jets things against the patriots for some reason and they tough as a two dollar stake that team tough as a two dollar stake but you knew something was going to happen at the end and it did um new england now moves to a three-point dog on the road at minnesota and everybody is wondering how the hell are the Patriots with that offense six and four and in the sixth wild card spot? I think that's what everybody's kind of looking at. Everybody say, Yeah, Minnesota. I, all I'm hearing is, Oh, the Vikings are frauds. The Vikings are frauds. That's all I'm hearing. They lose 40 to three to Dallas at home. They are frauds. This was not sustainable. They're not as good after the week before everybody's saying how good they were. It's up and down, left and right with the Vikings. Matt. Explain this game to me because one team's win-loss win record, really, a lot of people don't think it makes sense. The other team doesn't seem to make sense. They think they're frauds. What gives? What happens? What happens in Minnesota on Thursday? I think this is going to just kind of be a, a typical, you know, take Thanksgiving away from it. Thursday night games have kind of been just sleepy, snoozy under games. I just don't know about this one. I don't see a lot of offense coming here. Again, I think mm. we, we, we saw, you know – what the Patriots are capable of doing, obviously, again, it was Zach Wilson, but we also saw how bad, again, against Minnesota, a Minnesota team could be when they play a really good defense, which the Patriots have. Both of these teams' offense rank at the bottom 12 uh, DVOA, and both of their defenses rank in the top 12 at DVOA. So uh, not to mention that, if you know this, there's offensive line injuries all over the place on both sides for this team. Mm-hmm. I, I, this just seems like an ugly Ugly, ugly game, and I know it's a low total, but these low, the lower the total, they kind of been hitting a little bit more this year as well. Uh, I so that's that's I just see this being maybe uglier than it can't be uglier than Jets Pats last week. Never, I, I can't. That was, that was ridiculous. Easiest under the weather we've ever had, hundred <laughs> percent. But uh, it, it's definitely going to be. I think again, fighting the trip to fan come halftime. Well, the line has moved. It is now to two and a half. Um, yeah, as we stand in right now, just literally moved minutes ago as I'm looking at it. Um, it's now Vikings minus two and a half over under 42 and a half. Look, there's only one stat you need to know about this game. And that is the New England Patriots are 17 and oh, straight up when I am in attendance. And so I will be there. That's the only stat you need to know. Will be in attendance, enjoying my turkey from U.S. Bank Stadium in the nice new stadium, a place, by the way, where there has to be some, you know, spirits extracted from that place. Because the last time they played there, Matt, you know what happened. Philadelphia Eagles, Super Bowl, things have to be righted. 
things have to be righted. So that's why I'm going. We don't just put our perfect attendance on the record on the line for nothing. We have to avenge this. So, look, I know New England moves the ball between the 20s and then stinks in the red zone. Like one of the worst red zone offenses in the league, right? Guess who has the worst red zone defense in the league? The Minnesota, yeah, go ahead, say it. The, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, that's exactly right. <laughs> 71.4% of the time, teams are scoring touchdowns on the Minnesota Vikings in the red zone. It's bad. It's bad. And it's the same old song and dance from last week with the pass rush. Dallas, number one in sacks, number one in pressure rate. Guess what New England is? Number two in both those categories. I, I When Kirk Cousins is off his platform and they will play press double man coverage – on Justin Jefferson, it'll double him up, press him. He won't get off the line. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a long night. I'm not saying the Patriots are going to score a ton of points, and bear with me here, but these are the last three weeks' stats for the New England defense. I just want you to bear with me. They are third in defensive completion percentage, first in defensive yards per attempt, first in defensive passer rate, fourth in defensive rush per yard, rush yards per carry against opponents, fourth in opponents' rush yards per game, First third down defense, third red zone defense, first D yards per play, third in time of possession, first in opponent's punts per play, third in opponent's points per play, and second in fourth quarter points per game. That's all in the last three weeks of the season. Go and interrupt me real quick. Two of those games were against the Jets. Understood. But <laughs> yeah, understood. no, hold on. Two no, of hold those on. Three yeah, are hold on now. Zach Wilson and the Jets. If I will we not are... stand for this as a Jets fan. I will not listen to this chicanery talking about how good the Patriots are on defense, but I gotta listen to how bad Zach Wilson is. No, 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 sir. No. Okay. You have Justin Jefferson on your fantasy team. He is he not the best wide receiver in football? If he's not, the best wide receiver in football. He's boom. the best wide receiver in football. But That's let me tell you something, Lou. If you think this isn't sustainable, let me tell you something. In the last 20 years, in games following a game where the Patriots gave up seven points or less, they are 27 and 10 against the spread. And before you bring up Brady, since 2018, they are eight and three against the spread in that situation. It is a sustainable thing of what they do when they don't give up a lot of points, they still don't give up a lot of points. This is a classic spot. It's the same exact strategy that Dallas had against them. Put pressure on the quarterback and double coverage, man press on Justin Jefferson. That's all you got to do against this team, and they can't move the football. The Pilgrims started this thing 400 years ago, and last time I checked, it started in Massachusetts. Give me the Patriots plus two and a half. Uh, Jets? Colts, Jets. With Sam Ellinger. I rest my case. Mm. You can you can uh, say it all you want. I don't guys. even hate the line. Say I don't all you want. Line. I'm just saying when we bring these stats into it, you can't tell me how bad these teams are and then bring up all these these numbers. They are bad teams, but this is still oh, the NFL bad. and the pay, and and this is still <laughs> the NFL and maybe just maybe the Patriots just know how to win close games and the Vikings are overrated. Like the Vikings, we know and we've been saying are an overrated football team. So which one is it? I'm asking you. To to that point, Dan. Yes. The Vikings are 8-2 and two straight up. And after getting blown out this past week, they have a negative point differential this season. So they are 8-2 they are and two, but have a negative point differential. And this applies to this game. In the last 15 years, Belichick has faced 11 teams in November or later who are above 500 and have a negative point differential. Those teams are 1-9 and nine straight up, 
0-10 against the spread against the Patriots. I will, so, I mean, I, I do agree with you that, again, I just – the Vikings are overrated, but that is – we just did have to highlight the teams that they played. I, it is fair. The, their defense is, is fair. Good. I'm giving you – you know, but, again, when I was just doing notes, it's like, oh, they haven't played the Jets twice in the past three games. So that's – It's fair. That my head. I didn't realize it's that Sam Ellinger snuck his way in there. It's, it's a little it bit bold. of ball. It's bold. And, and, again, this is exactly a spot for Bill. So, again, I, I think it sounds like we know where your pick is. If I had to go with – my number one pick in this game would be under 42 and a half because, again, I think that they absolutely stopped the Vikings. And I don't know how the hell you guys move the ball. You'll figure that out afterwards, I guess. But, you know, we're hoping Ramondre comes through. But uh, I would also maybe take a little on the Patriots. Maybe, just maybe, if there were to be a Thanksgiving money line special, we would take the Patriots plus 115 and the Giants plus 315. And I actually did not even do those calculations yet. So let's get a live read on that. Dan, what do you think of that? Are you are you going with the Patriots? You seem to make your case. I, I, I think you know where I am. I'm sprinkled on the money line. And it was like the first thing I said because I said it would I didn't even have to look at the stats. Just the fact that I'm going to be in attendance there gave me confidence. So, I mean, and I know I say it every time, but in all actuality, in all seriousness, this is what we're going to see in national TV. We are going to see it. Kirk Cousins in prime time. That as well. How do we get to this point in the segment without mentioning Come that? On. That parlay, Giants and Patriots, is plus 872. So, I know I you like, like the Cowboys. I know you like the Cowboys, but it, just to throw a half of a schmeckle, no, I will. a schmeckle on there, you know? I don't know. It's a it's a hedge of hedges. I, yeah. I absolutely love that. I mean, if you want a narrative, Lou, there's your narrative. Kirk Cousins in prime time. There you go. No, I listen. Uh, I actually like the pick of the Patriots. It's just you can't give me all these stats, and then we played the Jets twice. We're just we, gotta sh- we have to show our integrity on this show, Dan. That's all. That's integrity all. is smart. Integrity is good. But these integrity. teams still play in the NFL. Last time I checked, I mean, like th- those uh, are even against bad teams. Those are impressive numbers. You know, only we, because there's not relegation. It, that, Matt <laughs> took the I know. I took the right out of your mouth. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in World Cup, we're World World Cup, Cup season. season. I'm sorry, I jumped on you. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Oh, World Cup season. If there was so relegation, bad. the Jets would have been in the third league down by now for a very <laughs> long time, and we never would have found our way up. Uh, oh, I love yeah. it. Oh, I love it. Okay. Well, um, really, we could do specials here. It sounds like we already have our magic money line parlay for Turkey Day. And a nice little stab me in the heart because you let me take the Patriots, but then you take the Giants and want to want to just ruin it. So I'm okay with it, though. Yeah, I mean, the classics, you know, what you know the Super Bowls. I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure they're ingrained in your head as far as which ones they are. No, exactly uh, but, yeah, classic are. classic little parlay of those. Well, Super Bowl 42, Super Bowl 46, stab Danny in the heart, even there though they'll enjoy it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Lou – um, I can't give out an under the weather because everything's indoors. I kind of, I mean, I, I know we're kind of like, I kind of like the over in the Giants Cowboys game. I, 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 I do. do too. Yeah. 45 and a half. Is that what we said? I mean, it, that's pretty nice. And I know they've played some to some high scoring games in the past this year. Obviously, I think the final was what, 24, 16, something around that. Yeah. So I think this game with Dak back here. Heck, I mean, I think the Cowboys might even get there by themselves. I mean, the way they're playing. So, yeah, and I can, I just, I think this defense might be a little hobble on Dallas. I really think Saquon. If yeah, they just didn't, I just feel like they didn't really. How many attempts did he have last week? Like they, they just, 15. they kind of, they got behind. They couldn't use him as much. I just don't know. I mean, I guess that could happen here, but I think that they Saquon gets a little more action. 
He had 15 carries for 22 yards. Daniel Jones led the team in, in rushing yards with 50. I mean, it was not against the Lions. Not very good. All right. That's it, and that's all. We will be back Friday. We will release our full scripted show week 12 of the Sunday card. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the turkey. Enjoy the stuffing. Maddie, give one nice little turkey day holler for me. Let's ride. Gobble, gobble. I was waiting for the gobble, gobble. I knew that was coming. We'll see you next week, guys, and we'll see you on Friday. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.